Thank you for listening to Spiritual Teachings with Shunyamurti, recorded live at the Sat Yoga Ashram in Costa Rica. To join us for a life-changing meditation retreat, or to make a donation to support this transformational work, please visit our website, www.satyoga.org. To access more teachings or guided meditations from Shunyamurti, please visit the members section of our website or our YouTube channel, Sat Yoga Institute. Namaste. I think that if we were speaking in a more uh, uh, academic or anthropological uh, context, we would say that uh, there are certain rituals that are uh, reiterated in uh, an ashram situation. And probably the most common of those is uh, the offering of the uh, invocatory mantra, namaste, right? We say namaste at the beginning, at the end, often in the middle, and uh, in many different uh, moments of greeting, whether uh, of individuals or groups. And, uh, and it has a, per, a, a, a very uh, unique and important significance. And, and if that significance is not understood, then I would say 90% of ashram uh, life will not be understood. So who, who knows what the word namaste means? Karuna. <laughs> I greet the divine in you, or it's a... It's not actually greet, okay? Uh, some say salute, but the actual meaning is, I bow to you. Namaste, te means to you, I bow to you. And interestingly, it's a singular you, not a plural you. It's not, oh, I bow to you all, you know, it's not that. It's a singularity in every case. And why is that? Because namaste cannot be properly spoken if you are in a state of consciousness that is dualistic, that is divided into subject and object. You, we are not here to bow to each other. We are here only to bow to God. But because our practice is based on the realization that God is all that is real, then everyone that you are bowing to is a manifestation of the one self, which is you. And so we are bowing to Shiva or use any other name you wish, but that's the oldest name of the, that supreme power that has created, sustains, destroys all worlds, conceals, 
his true nature and reveals it. Those are the five great acts of Shiva. And in this offering of namaste, we are invoking the revelation. By bowing to Shiva, we are asking for Shiva's presence to be revealed as you. And so we are bowing not just to Shiva, but we are bowing to the act of bowing. Because what does it mean to bow, really? It's a, a surrender. It's a kind of sacrifice of, of autonomy. It is a humbling of the self. But more than that, if we really go into the anatomy of non-dual bhakti, which is what this practice is, then we would have to say that the pronunciation of the, the mantra, namaste, is the equivalent in Christian terms of a sacrament. It's the, it's the enunciation of the liturgy. And liturgy is a speech act but it's a particular kind of speech act. It's a performative act. So when we talk about sacrament, which is both sacred mind, sacramente, right? And the sacrifice of mind, what we are saying is that the sacrifice that is being made is of the mind of duality to the realization of the infinite mind of non-duality. It is a complete dropping away of dualistic thought. And in the act of bowing, the wisdom schools, especially the Kashmir wisdom schools, which emphasized the use of this, uh, this invocation as a greeting, the bowing has a number of different strata to it. First, the waking state, ego bows to the dream state, where the soul it has its abode. The ego bows to the soul. The waking bows to the dream. And the dream bows to deep sleep. Because what is deep sleep? It is the absence of ego, the absence of soul, the absence of mind. And the deep sleep state bows to the Turiya state, bows to what occurs, what is revealed if you are awake in deep sleep. What is revealed is the presence of the Shiva Prakash, the light of God within your consciousness. It shines there. And this is why if we are in sleep deficit, we uh, lose our life energy because you need to sleep to connect to the source of the energy of life. Our prana is restored in deep sleep, not in dream. That often will be agitated and anxious and will be an expenditure of life energy. If there are unresolved conflicts uh, within the ego that remain if one is uh, uh, 
trying to sleep without having resolved them, then the dreams will reveal the internal uh, <laughs> landscape of conflict and multiplicity. But if you have surrendered to Shiva Prakash, then that light of non-duality will shine through the dream and the waking state so that the current of Shakti remains constant in all the avastas, all the different phases of consciousness. But the Turiya state must also then bow to Turiyatita. The Prakasha must bow to the Vimarsha. Because the light of God itself is an emanation of God's intelligence, God's freedom, God's presence. The light is not the source, it is the emanation, just like the light of the sun emanates from the sun, but the sun itself. That is what we are bowing to, the central sun of all universes, the source of light, the source of intelligence, the source of love, the source of willpower. And so it is that sacrifice and surrender and bowing of every level of consciousness to the absolute source that brings us home, that brings us to the supreme real. And so in every moment of uttering the word namaste, the utterance should achieve its own realization of what it means. That's the meaning of a sacrament, where the performative act creates what the act is signifying, what the words are signifying. And that is what it makes it truly sacred. And so the word must be spoken in that state of non-dual surrender and unity with the supreme power of being, of consciousness, of presence, that is also absence, emptiness, non-being the void, the complete freedom from any definition, any qualities that identify, any marks of a limited uh, manifestation. It is the unlimited and the unconditional. And so that utterance reminds us and brings us back to the truth of Shiva consciousness. And because we utter it often during the day, we are often reminded and given the opportunity to return to that supreme reality if we have fallen from that unified state of presence. And if you say it with a total sincerity, an authentic sincerity 
of truly bowing to Shiva, the consciousness will enter a space transcendent of the world. That space of, of the luminous, infinite expanse of timeless awareness of the presence of the inconceivable source of our being. And so Sat Yoga is not a philosophy, it's not a doctrine, it's not a, uh, a theory, a belief system, a dogma, it's a practice. And that practice is uh, brought into a nutshell in that one word of namaste. It's all contained in that mantra. And because each utterance is a bowing to Shiva in all that is manifest. It creates a unified field of total coherence in which there are no se separations or conflicts. All of that is overcome in the bowing to Shiva, in which all is recognized as perfect. And then we abide as undivided elements of that indivisible wholeness in its perfection that because of its perfection has neither desire nor fear nor any agitation but abides in the stillness of fulfillment. And so this one practice brings you to Jivan Mukti, nothing else is required. Thank you for listening to the Spiritual Teachings with Shunyamurti podcast. For more information on programs and retreats, click on the calendar section of our website, www.satyoga.org. Our work is made possible by the generous support of our listeners, viewers, and members. To make a donation, please visit the donate page of our website. We thank you for your support in our mission to share this timeless wisdom with the world.